If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Matthew Appleby, Horticulture Week editor, and today I'm with ICL's Sam Rivers and Andrew Wilson talking growing media, probably the hottest topic in the sector. Now, last October, we talked growing media with Sam um, as part of a series of podcasts where Horticulture Week and ICL have talked about everything from adjuvants to IPM. So as part of the new series, we're going to kick off with uh, growing media once again. So Welcome, Sam, and welcome, Andrew. And we'll start off with our very first question. The big question is, what is one challenge growers see with peat-free and peat-reduced growing media at the moment, Sam? What do you reckon? Hi, Matthew. Good to be on these podcasts again. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a very good good question. And peat and peat-free is, is very much at the forefront of a conversation in horticulture. Um, with the recent advances in technology, the issues we commonly see in peat reduced and peat free mixes that they're improving uh, but there's still a lot of issues we do see and I think one thing to bear in mind is is the industry has until recently been dependent on almost 100% peat based mixes and there's a lot of data and research conducted on this type of growing media throughout you know a, a long duration uh, so we understand exactly how it performs and we've been able to tailor these peat based mixes to, to different scenarios seen in production um, with peat-free raw materials, we have a lot of data behind the individual components, but compared to peat-based growing media, we don't have so much on how the peat-free raw materials form together to generate an optimal growing media. Uh, for instance, a, a bedding mix in a peat-based growing media would typically just consist of one grade of peat, uh, but for a peat-free mix or peat-reduced mix, you're looking at two or three different components to generate this optimal growth matrix. Um, as we've been developing our understanding, the, the majority of products we have at ICL uh, are now peat-reduced, uh, and we do have peat-free options available, which uh, we've been using successfully uh, for, for quite a few years. Uh, and there's still some tweaking with these mixes to, to look at, uh, and we do need to continue developing our understanding uh, of these more sustainable options uh, to maximize their potential. Uh, now, just focusing on, on one of the issues we typically see is that the peat reduced, and especially when you go towards peat free, uh, the, the growing media can, can be a lot drier. 
uh, and this is especially accentuated during like warmer, dry weather, you know, looking for, for the summer. Uh, and one of the reasonings that there are many reasonings which, which contributes to this, but one of the reasonings behind this is due to the water holding capacity, uh, which is the ability of the substrate to hold on to water. Uh, and another reason would be the air filled porosity, uh, which is the portion of the total porosity of soil containing air. Um, now, peat uh, that has optimal water holding capacity and air filled porosity characteristics for plant growth, which is one of the reasons why it's been so widely used in horticulture for many years and, and very successfully. Uh, with the peat free raw materials, especially bark and wood fiber, uh, we typically see higher air filled porosity and lower water holding capacity, which means less water is retained overall. Uh, but if you look at materials such as coir, the water holding capacity is actually very good, but the air filled porosity is, is very low. So when we look to create a mix uh, of a growing media customized mix, uh, we have to look at those factors to really create those optimal conditions. Uh, what can make things even more confusing is that there are many versions of the same product out there. So some types of wood fiber might have a higher water holding capacity than others. Um, so our ICL's new Fiber Grow Advance, um, this is our new wood fiber manufactured exclusively for the professional horticulture market, uh, manufactured in the UK with local FSC certified material. Um, and it's produced using this unique thermomechanical process, uh, which manipulates the, the fibers of the, of the wood in such a way, it generates this growing matrix, which uh, offers similar properties to graded peat with regards to water holding capacity and airflow porosity. Uh, and it can be easily blended with other raw materials. Uh, and this has been created through vigorous testing and reviewing the existing products on the market to see how we can improve of them. Uh, which, which goes back to a little bit about what I was saying about developing our understanding as we go through this whole process. Now, you talked a bit about uh, issues with dryness there. So, Andrew, how can you combat those type of issues, do you think? Irrigation is the key to successful crop growth and you know, peat reduction and peat free is, is no exception. Um, growers are really used to using peat based growing media. They understand how they dry out. They understand when, when to rewater. Um, and, and they've really got to re relearn some of these things. So really you, you need a separate irrigation cycle or area to, to grow these crops in. If you mix them with peat based, you'll, you'll favor the peat based products and your, and your peat reduced and peat free products won't look as good. Um, so that, that's the place to start. Um, looking at the plants more closely, understanding how they dry out, um, picking the pots up, and understanding the, the watering points, is what you're gonna find with peat reduced media is that it will hold less water. So it is nice and open, good for rooting, but the physical you know, plant pot will hold less water than a peat based. So the irrigation cycles are gonna be more frequent, but shorter. If you water too much, you, you will leach out some of the nutrients. So, so that's where you really start. Now, some crops will really like this. Things like lavenders, you know, like it really dry and, and they'll cope with it really well. Some of the crops will struggle a little bit more and they need a little bit of help. And that's where we, we have products such as H2Grow, wetting agent, available as a liquid and a granule. And we will boost the levels of these in peat reduced and peat free products to, to enable the, you know, the plant pot to hold more, more moisture. Um, and is what it does, it breaks the surface tension down being more open, these peat reduced medias 
um, the, the water can find an easy way through and is, is what H2 Grow does. It, it breaks the surface tension, spreads them across the surface and then down through the pot. So the pot will hold more moisture. It doesn't affect the, the air filled porosity, but it means it's easier than, than not having a, a proper level of wetting agent and, and it will be easier to manage. And that's one of the key things for me um, in making it easier for growers. They use less water, have less leaching if they use H2 Grow. Brilliant. That's great analysis. Thanks, Andrew. Sam, just uh, digging even deeper, have you um, got any other considerations to help deal with this? Uh, yeah, so you know, Andrew mentioned H2 Grow, which is which is one of the products uh, where we have to help plants deal with with issues st- such as water stress. Um, we're, we're using that very widely in, in our peat reduced and peat free mixes. Uh, but going back to a little bit about uh, you know earlier about how we're building an understanding of how peat free and peat reduced products perform. Uh, we're starting to see a benefit from some of these newer products such as biostimulants and incorporating them into these types of mixes uh, to help the plant deal with these various uh, biotic and abiotic stress factors. Uh, so the biotic stress factors, uh, they're issues derived from living organisms. So, so I think pests and disease, um, but more relative to drying out issues uh, is the abiotic stress which is uh, stress derived from environmental factors. So things such as water logging, drought, high EC uh, and temperature issues. And biostimulants can actually be used to help aid the plant overcome these issues. So we've got a product called uh, HiCure, which we have in partnership with Syngenta. Uh, And this is a blend of easily absorbed amino acids and peptides, uh, which are proven to improve plant quality and boost tolerance to environmental stress. So amino acids, they're the building blocks of proteins, uh, and they fulfill an important uh, function with regards to protein synthesis uh, and plant hormone production. Uh, And just going into it a little bit, proteins can be broken down into amino acids and formed into different proteins required elsewhere in the plant. So when a plant's under stress naturally with with no products added, uh, let's say it's under stress from drought, um, which goes hand in hand with the issues we, we typically see with, with the drought drying out in peat-free growing media. Um, naturally, the plant breaks down proteins which aren't useful in dealing with drought stress into amino acids, which, which are then formed into new proteins, which are then used by the plant to aid drought stress. Um, so it's a bit of a process, uh, but it's also an energy demanding one, uh, which can impact overall plant quality. Now, high cure. Uh, the biostimulant helps with this by providing the plant an immediately available source of, of 18 different amino acids. Uh, they've all been well researched uh, with regards to plant growth, uh, and this eliminates the need for the plant to break down its own proteins to form amino acids. <laughs> so the overall quality of the plant doesn't suffer throughout, throughout periods of this abiotic stress. Uh, and this is what we're really starting to understand how these new products can actually uh, help us overcome these issues. I'm learning a lot here now. Um, Andrew, just going back to you, what, what are some of the uh, the benefits seen in the raw materials? Yeah, in terms of the, the new raw materials, um, one, one of the main benefits for growers is that, that they're lighter. They have a lower bulk density and they have a lower moisture content when they're delivered. So they're cheaper to transport, which is good for growers um, because lots of lots of things are going up. But but if we can get more on, on, the, on the lorry, um, it, it's, it's an advantage. It's more sustainable you know, uh, to use as well. Um, but, but the key thing about 
these these raw materials is that there, there isn't one material that, that will replace peat on its own. We need to use a range of materials and, and the commonest materials um, be, being used in our mixes are a wood fibre, uh, the fibre grow, pine bark and coir. They all tend to be slightly more open than, than peat. Um, so it's great for rooting, freely drained. There's less, less chance of, of root diseases. They're also quite biologically active, um, so so that there's there's a good protection there against some some root root pathogens as well. We have to understand these natural materials, but we process them, you know, to keep them consistent. They tend to have a drier surface area, um, so there's less chance of weeds and, and moss on on the surface. Um, you can see a few fungi, but but they're generally mostly cosmetic and and to do with irrigation. But you know, but gen generally fiber grow um, is a nice open media. Um, the professional grades that we we make in terms of fiber grow don't slump some of the consumer products you'll see are made to, you know to increase volume and they will slump but but you won't find that with the fiber grow um, the coir is nice and lightweight e easily flows um, the pine bark really helps with drainage i mean we, we we've used bark for a long time um, and if, it, if it's properly stabilized it can be a really good product and the advantage of the fiber grow and the bark um, that we use is that they're both from sustainable sources in the UK. So we have FSC um, accreditation to them. So I think this will be more important going forward, looking at the raw materials we're using and, and ensuring that they do have benefits over peat. Now, it's good insight into, into the raw materials, but Sam, how do they all fit together to form a growing media mix? Anyone wanting to make this switch to peat free or peat reduced or, or tweak their mixes we generally look at arranging a visit to to see the growers uh, so we can look at individual requirements uh, you know as andrew was saying earlier we look at things such as like plant species grown uh, like andrew again was saying you know lavenders might prefer an open mix um you know compared to a to another alternative uh, so we look at all the factors, you know, what size pots are they being grown in? We look at the irrigation source. Uh, we can take water samples so we can look at how hard or soft this, the water is and the general irrigation practices. Um, you know, based on what we've, we've been discussing a little bit about today, things such as irrigation uh, with peat reduced and peat free growing media is really crucial. Uh, so we can look at the irrigation regimes and uh, once we have all this information, we can start to build a customized uh, mix tailored to individual nursery needs. Um, so looking at the type of plants grown, we could look at blending the raw materials to generate this optimal growing media. Uh, so we look at things such as water holding capacity and air filled porosity of, of a customer's existing mix. Uh, you know, they might have been using 100% peat before or a peat reduced mix and want to switch completely to peat free. So we, it's really important when we look at this, we match the values as closely to what they've been growing successfully with beforehand as well. Um, so a peat-free bedding mix, uh, you know, for example, might see us use a blend of coir and, and our fiber grow advance. Uh, you know, 100% coir has a, a lower air filled porosity, but excellent water holding capacity. So we add the fiber grow with a, this higher air filled porosity to, to create this uh, more open growing matrix. Uh, and this is where ICL, the ability we have to customize mixes uh, to specific needs on the nursery is a really brilliant tool for us because you go onto most UK nurseries, they're, they're growing a very wide variety of, of plants. Um, so we, you know, we want to be able to tailor like an individual mix to specific plant needs. Uh, and then we look to add in things like the, the wetting agents such as H2Grow. And, you know, I think we're going to do a part two on this podcast about fertilizer use. 
Um, and then regarding biostimulant use, uh, we can generate plans that look at specific stressful situations on the nursery, uh, whether it be freezing weather or a plan for dealing with high temperatures or, or drought. Uh, we can provide recommendations that help in these situations. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've heard about our new plant health planner, uh, which is a digital web-based tool which helps simplify and optimize these plant health programs. So we can look at building biostimulants into specific scenarios. Uh, and the beauty of this program as well, it's, it's all in one place for the grower. It's all online, it's, it's mobile and tablet friendly, uh, and we're continually updating it too. Uh, we're looking to incorporate spray records, uh, individual logins for existing customers, um, and we're expanding the amount of products we're adding into this. So it, it's a really good tool and, you know, something that, again, aids the grower in, you know, simplifying what they look at with, with these types of issues they see. Just going back to you, Andrew, um... We got any other sort of last further considerations or, or last thoughts which which we can uh, we can finish off this podcast with? For me, go back to basics. Um, have an open mind. In, invest your time in monitoring the crop and, and looking at the crop on the ground. And um, the water considerations are, are are the main ones. And and if if necessary, you know, add add some extra H two grow granules, or look at using the high cure, you know, to help. Um, with, with any stress the plant might come under um, but that's the thing and obviously in future we'll, we'll talk more about nutrition and things like that but 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 it's really you know trialing the products first getting used to using them and and then upscaling to larger production you know and finally peat free oh, brilliant and uh, any last words sam yeah mirroring what andrew said mo most of the industry they're getting to grips with with peat reduction and understanding how peat-free and peat-reduced mixes uh, tend to work. And I think most of the industry is already peat-reduced with a few exceptions. And the next step for a lot of, uh, lot of growers will be, um, you know, to either further increase that peat reduction or go completely peat-free. Uh, and at ICL, we're always happy to help answer questions or concerns growers might have. We can do site visits, technical presentations on, on getting the most from these products uh, and develop programs to optimize production, uh, recommending the best products to, to overcome any of these issues seen. There's a lot of talk regarding peat use and, you know, the banning of peat. So we're trying to encourage growers to get used to and trial the peat free alternatives um you know in case there is a ban on using peat in the future um we're happy to work with growers to help them understand how it works in the nurseries if we set up trials with them um and yeah going back to what i was first saying we're, we're still continuing to develop this this understanding of how these these things work and listening to feedback from growers about the issues they see uh, really helps us because then we can look at what those issues are and recommend products to help them deal with that uh, and like I said, we're just starting to understand the benefits of things such as biostimulants. Uh, and it's a very exciting, you know, time. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, exciting data out there to, to progress this. And yeah, we're looking at a lot of trials this year as well to develop this understanding and uh, give growers the confidence to, to make that switch uh, to these more sustainable options. Brilliant. Oh, well, what a great way to kick off the new series of podcasts with ICL. So once again, thank you to Sam Rivers and to Andrew Wilson from ICL. And I'm Horticulture Week editor, Matthew Appleby. 
Um, so make sure you never miss a Horticulture Week podcast. Subscribe to or follow Horticulture Week podcasts via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts or your preferred podcast platform. So once again, thanks to ICL and goodbye till next time. 